What up? What up, though? What's going on, man? Dude, episode 131, baby. Oh, let's go. 131, man. Dude, man, some, somebody today asked me about um about the pod, and I was just like, man, just be consistent. I was like, if you're going to start one, man, just be consistent. You just keep doing it, man. Yeah, man. Um, uh, Somebody I met today uh, was a... Was a a, a new a new follower of the show. Yeah. So, so shout out shout out to Martin down in South Florida. It's awesome, man. Shout 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 out Martin, man. Yeah. Uh, what well, welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Well, welcome welcome to the <laughs> to the late evenings. Yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully keep you company, make you laugh, right, <laughs> and make you think. Absolutely. Yeah, everything man. in between. <laughs> Yo, welcome back everybody to the Common Footman Podcast. You know how we do it. He's Juan and I'm Sean, and every week we get together, have a few drinks, talk about things going on in the world, try to focus on things making an impact, whether they be good, bad, or otherwise. Hit them with this deliciousness of the yeah, day. Let's go. Yo, this was a shot in the dark, bro. I hadn't, I hadn't made this. I hadn't tested this. Nothing. You must be wearing a night vision goggles Listen, then. I made this. <laughs> I, this shit is delicious. Oh man, bro! I was like, I seen the recipe. I got the stuff. I was like, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, this thing is good. Uh, it is called a curious margarita, which is a little misleading because there it is, is very no misleading. tequila in this. Uh, so it's basically Hendrix Neptunia. So it has to be the Hendrix Neptunia, um, because this is a a, a the Hendrix gin, but it's a very specific. Um, formula so yeah the, yeah, yeah. look at that on the youtube check out the label definitely buy that uh it's this line that hendrix has with a bunch of different types of like um uh, um i i guess uh flavors or whatever you want to call them yeah, uh, says, uh, formulas in, infused with coastal botanicals and a smooth citrus finish so they have the orbium and they have which we've done here before yeah. they have the, the the solstice one i think uh so this is uh neptunia and uh so this drink calls for an ounce and a half of neptunia about half an ounce of agave simple syrup, uh, about three quarters to an ounce of lime juice, I guess, to taste. So did you do half a lime? Did I you did do a half a lime? lime. Yeah. So for that, half I lime. did okay. half a lime. Uh, so we, we squeezed in half a lime into the shaker with the other ingredients uh, and with ice, shook it up, and then poured it in a glass filled with ice and then garnish with a cucumber man and the cucumber adds that nice little scent like Absolutely. oh you know how you know how big we are with the garnish here man so so the cucumber does make a difference in that in that scent and going down and it's refreshing it's good i wanted to do so a little something different uh we i feel like we hadn't done gin in a while so i was trying to find some gin cocktails and this one was i'm Dude, like you right. hit it you hit it man like i said you said shot in the dark man you must have been wearing them <laughs> night vision goggles boy because this shit man it's it's one of those like you get that aroma from from the cucumber and then the drink is like a, a a a sweet lime flavor, I guess. Is yeah, I, I don't I don't know, man. It's, I can't it's, even. It's yeah. really good. It doesn't um, taste like a margarita at no, all. No, definitely not a margarita. <laughs> the, the, there's no salt. So we got to come up with our own name for this, man. <laughs> Call it shot in the dark. <laughs> Call it the night vision goggles. Night vision goggles. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Oh man, but it is it's fantastic, man. It, it's good. That yeah, I was. Literally just was like, you know what? I've never tried mixing those three things, and it sounds so simple. So yeah, no, this is it. definitely going in the rotation. Yeah, so this is good, man. So, so definitely try that out, man. It's refreshing. It's a good pool size. It's a good inside. It's a good just Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely, it's great, man. All right, man. Yo, our carbon footprint of the week. Yeah, is going out to Mister Jimmy Donaldson, aka Mister Beast. Yeah. 
Um, for those of you yeah. who don't know Mr. Beast, he is a YouTube sensation, I guess is probably the best way I can describe this guy. Yeah. But YouTube sensation um, turned philanthropist. I mean, this dude is he's doing all kind of stuff. But this his latest venture is that he's paid for 1000 people to have cataract surgery who could not afford it. And it's this like 10 minute surgery. So first of all, there's 200 million people around the world that have this condition mm -hmm. where their cataracts are just like, it, it's almost like blurry. Yeah. There's like this film over it. And, and this, this 10 minute surgery uh, involves, they have this, there's a tool that essentially vacuums the lens away like the blurry lens and then they and then they put an artificial lens on top of it and within like i said with a 10 minute surgery and these people are coming out you see the video these people are coming out of there like it's life-changing yeah oh my god bro did, did you talk about impactful yeah like are we talk about an impact yeah this is thousands of lives that he's impacted like yeah uh, because you're not only impacting the the people that are doing that the people that are having the surgery you're the people of the of the lives around them, you know. And then he, and then of course, in true Mr. Beast fashion, he's giving away money. He gave oh like ten God, grand yeah. to somebody. He gave a kid who was like going into high school. He gave him like fifty grand because he was going like going into high school or going or maybe he's going maybe he's graduating high school going to going college. To college, yeah. Gave him like fifty grand. Um, but Mr. Beast is he's been he's done so much, man. He's done he's done like food bank stuff. He's done. Um, he's traveled around the world. Actually, he traveled to uh, sorry to um, to Africa, where he built like two wells in this town that did not have access to clean water. Like he's done. He's done that. Um, and even and even with this, and, I, and I'm gonna get this wrong. So he did it here in Jacksonville first, and the the doctor that helped him out was uh, Jeff Levinson. So I definitely want to give him his credit as well. He was uh, the 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 uh, ophthalmologist and surgeon that that helped out with these. Um, but he also, and I just want to get this right, he he started off in the U.S., but then he went to like several other countries. Do you have this the countries that he went to? I, I don't know. Uh, let me. Let me I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking now. Um, but he went to several other countries and and basically found people with this condition. Here we go. Jamaica, Honduras, Nam Namibia. I'm, Namibia. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. um, Mexico, or Namibia. In Indonesia, Brazil, Vietnam and Kenya. Yep. And it's like a thousand people and, and counting because knowing Mr. Beast, like this is not, this is something that he's just going to keep doing. Yep. Um, so shout out to this guy, man. Like it's, you're talking about somebody who's, and if you don't know the story behind him, he was, this guy's been doing YouTube videos since I think he was like 11 years old. Yeah. It's something it, ridiculous. Something like, ridiculously it was like he's a young. Kid. Yeah. And he's a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just in his he's in his twenties, right? His early twenties, bro. He's still he's he's a kid. Still. And, he, and I remember he, uh, I remember listening to an interview with him on on Joe Rogan where he kind of told his story and he was like, "Oh, I've been doing YouTube videos, and then you know, mom wanted me to go to college. I didn't really want to go. I was really in love with this YouTube thing. I saw that, that I saw that it was a, a space for me to do something, do what I love, and potentially make money. And so he goes to college, um, and his, his his mom is paying for college, right? And so, but then he starts to skip. And when his first video like hits 
and he makes like his first 20 grand. He pays his mom back and goes, hey, by the way, I'm not going to college I'm not anymore. Here's your money back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, this, this dude. But you want to talk about self-awareness and then obsession? That guy is obsessed with YouTube, like obsessed. Mm -hmm. And then the self-awareness to know like, I'm not going to do good at college. Like, I'm just checking the box. I'm just showing up. I'm, I don't want to do this. Like, and he talks about his obsession on that, on that Joe Rogan interview where he's like, yo, that's all I care about. That's all I wanted to do. And it still hasn't sort of died. Like he, that's all he, he thinks still about loves all day, it. Yeah. every day, still loves it. And then obviously that's a, there's a great way to sort of monetize passions and all that. Now, like we all know what the internet's done. But then he doesn't even care about like being quote unquote rich. Like he doesn't no. even care about the money. So he takes all of his money and he just invests it right back into the videos. Yeah. And then he does shit like this in, in the videos. He gives away money, you know, like he's giving away, you know, like Lamborghinis and he's given away a million dollars and he's done like right. the whole thing. And it's always, you know, how do I one up the last one? He recreated Squid Games and did that whole thing. Oh, so, that's right. And I thought this was awesome and the other part you know he has the the whole um you know the mr beast burger and all that shit always goes back to sort of philanthropy like he, he none of it he does to sort of make money it's like a means to an end to keep sort of giving away right like it, that's all he cares about it's like how can i get the most views on his video so that i can produce the next video so that i can then give away this money you know like it's all sort of um altruistic i guess in a sense like he 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 seems to genuinely want to do this stuff to help people yeah um and dude i just can't think of you know we were talking last week about the whole deaf thing and like and i i would say lump this up there with deaf one of my biggest fears is like going blind like i think of, of all the disabilities <laughs> bro it's like cut off my legs leave my yeah eyes. dude I, I yo dude you think about the things you could do if you and, and this is not to diminish uh, uh, other disabilities but like if you lost your hearing or you, you did lose like the ability to say move your legs but maybe if you could still move your arms and you could see and you could talk and you could like that kind of stuff i go man you lose your sight and it, that's a tough one man like that's a tough one to sort of overcome that's a tough day-to-day -day. like your life does change you know you're talking about uh for from something as simple as walking down the street is 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 different right not yeah. that you can't do it but it's different and so like um just the idea man like i can't imagine what it's like for these people to just be able to see either for the first time or for the it's first like time in a long, long time, time. Yeah. or yeah it's just and these folks a lot of these folks man are deemed like legally blind like that's how bad it is yeah 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 right and it's and it's, and it's just like this 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 film this film over their eyes that they just can't that can't get rid of there's just 200 million people in the world are in blind the world half of them can be cured with this yes it, it's that's fucking nuts and i know he's getting so much pushback now on, what um, is the, I mean, I heard a little bit about it. What is the pushback? Uh, people who have too much time on their hands, bro. It's uh, uh, so one of them, and he always has gotten this pushback and this criticism is like you're basically sort of uh, uh, monetizing or taking advantage of people's misfortunes to make videos and make it clickbait, and 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 you're sort of like you're the fact that he's making money off of people sort of like misfortunes and their bad luck and right. And their but then if he takes that money and then he reinvests it into other philan you know philanthropic. Um, efforts, like, yeah, it's and, a necessary and, evil of the whole thing, eh, bro? I would love to see what the people that are that are complaining about that. Oh, what what are do? you doing? Nothing, bro. Do, go on Twitter and complain. That's what they're yeah. doing. And he, it's so funny. He goes on Twitter. He goes like he he had this great tweet today where he goes like uh, people on Twitter 
rich people should do more to help the poor. Mr. Beast helps, you know, like less fortunate or whatever. And then he goes like Twitter, Matt. It's just like, <laughs> there's, you can't fucking win. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you do, man. Like at the end of the day, the end, so like people are complaining about all this stuff and it's just like, okay, if he's like, why do you have to put a camera in their face and do this whole thing? And then you're, you know, you, you, you're basically, you're just doing it then to gain the views and then, you know, the money that goes with that. It's like, well, yeah. And then I can keep doing, keep doing it. things right. like I, I it, it's just it's one of those things where i'm like i don't and you don't want to support it bro don't watch the video don't watch the video right it's like it's that easy and then i go would you prefer that he just didn't help at all like you prefer these people just didn't get this help like or do you want them to do it off camera like Dude, it's but then if like, he does it off camera he doesn't have the means to do this like you got to make it make sense you know? right and and it's like do you do you do you truly believe that the guy's heart is not in the right place you know what I mean? Like, would you rather that he just make, you know, Squid Game videos and then if he made money off of that and he just kept it all and kept a low profile? Like, is that better? You know what I mean? Like, dude, if you're out there complaining about that, I would love to see what you're doing because in most cases, most people aren't doing shit. Yeah, it better be better than what he's doing. You know, and it's... It's so trash. And then the other, you know, and even he said, like, I can't believe that half of the people can be cured. Like, why isn't the government uh, paying for this? Because, and he makes a good point. At a minimum, that's another taxpayer in your system. Like, if you don't want to think about the individual, then the economics say, potentially, in, in most cases, that's another person in your system working and able, and instead of collecting disability, right? they're able to sort of c- contribute in the workforce. I didn't think about that, tech. man. Yeah, so point. he's, like, going through all these things on Twitter, like... By the way, I shouldn't be because people are like, oh, you know, why is the the rich guy having to do this? And, you know, it goes on that rabbit hole, but it's like, okay, but that's not his fault. And he's just like, by the way, you're not wrong, but the government should. Like, how the fuck the government doesn't cover this when it's when it's 10 minutes and half of the people in the world, like, you'd be like, it just doesn't make sense. And then it, it just goes back to this, like, uh, uh, I think we all have this, like, empathy fatigue right now where it's like you have to care about fucking everything. And so, like, no matter what you do, it's just like, well, you don't give a shit about the pygmies. And then, like, if you care about the pygmies, it's like, well, what about the animals in this place? And then what about, you know, uh, uh, the, the the alphabet people fighting for rights over here? And then what about, it's just like, it's just fucking too much, bro. Like, you can't. And so I feel like he's found a good way to do, like, effective altruism, which is like, how do I affect the most amount of people uh you know efficiently and it's like this you, a thousand people like you take this video like it goes from giving one lamborghini away to some right. kid right i would go you want to knock that sure i understand yeah, right. that like more than you you know than this but i'm like i still don't care like whatever he's making somebody dream can choose am i happy you give him a lambo whatever but i go but instead of doing that now he shifts to and, I, and i'm sure he'll still do videos like that but then you do a video where you're where you're literally restoring you're changing people's lives like forever and and you're still getting criticism and pushback and all this stuff and he it's actually like, coupled the two right so he did the cataract surgery and then he was giving away money he mm-hmm. gave some people ten thousand he gave somebody fifty thousand he gave somebody a tesla yeah it, um and so he, like he's kind of coupled it together and you go man like I, I just don't know how do you watch that video and go Oh, this guy has ulterior. Yeah, he has ulterior <laughs> motives. Like, bro, this I don't guy, get it, bro. This guy is, uh, yeah, bro. He, he he's Oprah duck. <laughs> it's like Yo. you get eyesight, <laughs> and you get eyesight, <laughs> bro. It's, uh, yeah, man. It, it's crazy to me. Uh, shout out to him, dude. I. I remember just being so. I, I obviously known who he was. Like my kids have watched the videos and stuff. Um, the Joe Rogan interview sort of gave me more insight into him. Then I've watched him on a couple other podcasts after that, 
And I have so much respect for like the stuff Absolutely. that this kid's built and done. And listen, I seems genuine. At the end of the day, if this kid was the worst human being on the planet, let's say there was an ulterior motive, like he was, he was banking, he was pocketing shit. I feel like the trade-off was worth it where the good that he's doing. Absolutely. I, I don't bro. give a it's fuck, It's not even a bro. question. I don't yeah. care, bro. I Honestly, Ask this kid, them thousand people yep. if they give a shit. They give a shit. Bro, I don't care if he goes home and lays on a mountain of coke <laughs> every day. <laughs> and, where, where does he live? And what... <laughs> And it warms up his his house with like burning Bibles. I don't give a shit, bro. This kid's like the I, I the stuff that he does is just so impactful. And and I, I again, I I really don't care um, what the motive is. I, I think as long as you're helping people, like in that sense, like you can't get you can't have this good without this quote unquote bad, which is like okay, if you want to say he's exposing these people or exploiting them. Yeah, I mean, okay, okay, exploit me, exploit me, bro. Because you know who ain't complaining? None of those thousand people. <laughs> That's bro. right, not one. Right, yeah, they was, all chose was, to be in the video. There was one guy in the video. Um, I think the part, the one that touched me the most, man, was a dad who um, whose eyesight progressively got worse, and then he got to the point where he couldn't see his son's face, and his son was the one taking care of him. And so he was less. And so then when they asked him, like, yo, what's going to be the thing? Like, when you take, when you get the surgery, like, what's the thing that you're looking forward most to? And he's like, I just want to see my son's face. You know, and as a dad, right? Oh, the shit we take for granted. Oh, my God, bro. And so, so, and and he was, it was a very touching moment of, of him. And he could tell, like, his son was, his son is fine. His son is young and he's fine. His eyesight is fine. And, and so it was definitely more on the on the dad's side that he was like when he saw his face, he's just like, fuck, man. Like, you know, he's a guy I love so much that's been taking care of me and I haven't been able to see his face clearly in years. Yeah, dude, it, it's just so that was, uh, it was amazing. again, like lives change, bro. And then who knows what these people go on to do with their life? What one of these people will do that will impact lives like later? Like, again, that's the whole like spirit of the show, right? It's like. You're having a, an impact, good, bad, or indifferent. And there's going to be people who, in this, who maybe them getting this is a bad thing. And some people, who them getting it is a good thing. And, it, you know, like, it's just whatever it is, man, it, it's, it's, I can't imagine that it's not more good than harm. And then also, either way, it's sort of just this, this almost, uh, uh, this cataclysmic, like, uh, dude, this is a thousand people. And then think of the layers of the people that it affects underneath them. Right. Like that guy's son doesn't have to take care of his dad anymore. How much does that free up for this guy to go? Th- you know, like, it's just all these things, about man. That, man. Like, that's, that's dude, man. It, it's just, it just snowballs into so much, man. Like these, like it's a thousand, but it's thousands of lives really probably. Right. Yes. Because it's layers deep. So it's just like, yeah, man, I, I, I saw the story this week and it was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's not even a question. Like, I'm like, yeah, there's nothing I'm going to read this week. That's going to be like, that's going to come close to that. Like, yeah, that's funny, man. We do, we don't typically don't have the same no. footprints, man. <laughs> we came in today and I was surprised that we had the same one. So shout out to Mr. Beast. Yeah. You are making an impact in this world. Please keep doing what you're doing. I know you'll never hear this, but, uh, you know, you got you got a couple couple dudes over here pulling for you. Hell yeah! And asked him to run Twitter before he he asked Elon if he can have Twitter one day, and Elon was like, "Ah, oh, maybe you have seen that shit before." <laughs> nice. like, maybe we do need uh, Mr. Beast running uh, Twitter. One day, man. That's dope. Oh man. Um, speaking of Twitter, man, you see Elon is uh, he's applying for like a regulatory license um, to facilitate payments on Twitter. So he's basically like kind of taking on PayPal. 
Um, and you know, Twitter's been struggling with with their financials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he wants to use he wants to sort of make this like Twitter payments um, as like a like a PayPal so to directly take on PayPal and to produce a fresh uh, stream of revenue. And he's the founder of PayPal. Or, yeah, what was it called? Though? It was called something else. Yeah, it's called something else. I can't remember. Yeah, um, and but then he, he it, it was still PayPal when he sold it, wasn't it? I, or did it turn into? I don't remember if it turned into PayPal, but it, I, I feel like it was called like I don't know, like X dot com or some some. Yeah, shit you might like be that. right. It was it, the, yeah, some you might funk, be right. Some funky name, but yeah, he was he was the creator. But of, he was the creator. That's how he made his first sort of uh, millions or whatever. Hundred yep. million. That's what got him. That's the money that he turned into the SpaceX and the Tesla investments yes. and all that. Yeah. So um, that's funny to see him sort of come full circle and now. So who who knows how to do it better than than Elon? Do it probably. better than him. Yep. He was the first, and then again that brilliant mind I, that's gonna be interesting man it's like oh let me tweet you <laughs> let me tweet you for that it's a, instead of venmo or like cash app or all that you just go like yo let me yeah let me man tweet you. i don't even know how that works twitter i mean twitter is super popular oh yeah I, it's my and, favorite social media app and i don't so so like i don't get I, maybe it's because there's not a lot of advertisements i guess but i feel like, like there is more now than they than there used to be yeah so i like i don't i i have a hard time understanding how they don't have the, the the revenue stream, but clearly they they are struggling on that on that I, side. I always feel like, when was the last time you spent money on Twitter? Yeah, but you know what? The same shit. Remember when? Remember when Facebook went public? Yeah, and the skeptics said, "Don't buy that stock." Like, when's the last time you spent money on Facebook? And it's like, yeah, stupid. It'll go. Yeah, but I think I think short term, right? It, it was the right move in terms of like, don't buy it, let it dip. It did take that like crazy dip. Yeah. And then if you got in at that, and I think that's what the initial idea was. No, no, let it go down to like the ten or fifteen dollar range, which is what I did. Oh, and then right? you bought in, and then obviously it took off. It to took off crazy, after that, but yep. then like, because at that time Facebook didn't have the, or at least it wasn't like sort of as big as where they were having the whole videos, and you know they were sort of competing with 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 YouTube in a sense of like where they do videos and they do video games and they do streaming and they do like you know Facebook gaming and all that stuff. Like I don't know that any of that stuff was sort of. Uh, and the market, I, I think it was conceptualized, place. but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as as uh, popular as it is now. But um, yeah, man, I, the, dude, it's just so wild to see like this this shift and all these like this social media and all this stuff. Like it's it's cool to see. Like I, honestly, WeChat, man, I I remember WeChat like eight Ooh, ten years ago, hearing yes. like oh I'm making payments on that, like in China, like, in China, yeah. And and it's funny to see is that all these growing here. No, I think it's still mostly Chinese, but okay. it's hilarious when I think about WeChat and I remember downloading it and creating a profile and doing that stuff and, and I use it to interact with like folks that I worked with that were in China. Yeah. And uh and it's funny to see sort of like if you take like this 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 like I guess if you collate like sort of all of our social media apps, you sort of get what WeChat was eight years ago, which is like a little bit of mix of everything. It was like, it was a little bit of Instagram with a little bit of Twitter, with a little right, bit of right. Venmo and a little bit, you know, like it's all these things now. And it's like funny how we've created all these other smaller apps that do what WeChat was doing. for. So I remember people telling me like, oh yeah, I don't use my, and this was like, again, eight to 10 years ago. I remember when you first told me about that. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't use money at all. Like I use this. And this is before As we a started of fact, using Venmo. It was a presentation yes. by somebody in the company. Yep. That was from like he was sort of like uh, I don't yeah, know like like, like 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 and he, and he was kind of heading that that sort yes. of the 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 China region yes and I remember him talking about that yeah and I, I think he was uh, he was the one that put me onto it and okay. uh, someone else we worked with at the time and I think initially I did it as a way to communicate with them um, 
And then they were sort of telling me like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't carry money at all. Even my cab, you pay for it with through WeChat and you do all this stuff. And again, this is almost a decade ago, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was a while back, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So it isn't new. But this is before we were like using Venmo like we are now and before right. we were using Cash App and Zelle and all this stuff like, you know, it, these That's things true, were around, man. but they weren't. That. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny to see how all this social media now is basically becoming like WeChat had all of that already built in back then. And sort of all these things now are sort of starting to like build their way there. Like it, it's just bizarre because now you get Twitter, then you get you get videos on Twitter, you got pic- you get pictures on Twitter, you get obviously like posts, you get uh, now you can make payments. You know, like it's like all this stuff is basically starting to become like that. Yeah, become yeah. a WeChat. You become a WeChat. So it's funny, and then I think Instagram has a Instagram or Facebook. I think Facebook has a payment uh, thing too, and I don't remember if it's just a way to pay for stuff through Facebook, like Marketplace maybe. But they there is a way to make payments through Facebook. I just don't know that. You know, you can't go but, somewhere but or check is out not the payment. No, correct. Processor. But I think, but in Facebook, you could sort of send money to someone. Like I can set up my banking, and oh, then you really? can have. I, I'm pretty sure there's something. If you go into Facebook settings, there's some kind of payment thing there. Yeah, um, I'm not there. Yeah, I just don't use it. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, we got to get on this uh, this this Tyree Nichols thing, man. Yeah, man. So for those of you who are living under a rock, um, this past week, Tyree Nichols, a uh, uh, gentleman in, in uh, Memphis, uh, was pulled over uh, for supposed reckless driving, I believe it was, mm-hmm. uh, by five police officers and, um, and beaten pretty badly. Um, the, the video, I know you said you didn't see it. The video was very reminiscent of like a Rodney King. Wow. Except this was almost, this was like black on black. Right, all five cops were black, and this is a black male as well, and so for me it makes it worse, right? Because you go like you should be trying at, at least like if you're if you're a black man in America and and you've seen the things that have been that have gone on, like that should never happen under your watch. No, and do you think? Because I saw some of this debate on like, oh, they they acted sort of immediately. These cops are fired immediately there yeah. wasn't this long drawn out protest right. they didn't and all get stuff like, like suspended that. or suspended with pay yeah. until right. and so it but the, the conversation becomes did they do this because we're learning something or did they do this because the cops were also black and so it's easy to fire and black you know what and that's possible yeah it's, and, po- it's possible but but you know what yeah, I, like, I, I don't know the answer to that but meaning, i yeah i know it's like a debate now but i also but i also go like what happened to those guys is what we would expect to happen to any officers that yep. did, that did this, Absolutely. right? So whether that happened, whether that didn't happen in the past, and 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 perhaps it was because they were white, like I don't know. Mm-hmm. But what happened to those guys, the, the, these five cops, which was they were all immediately fired. Um, they were part of a a unit called Scorpion. Um, it actually has it's it's an acronym. Um, let me see if I have it here. But they were part of this this unit called Scorpion. It stands for Street Crimes Operations to Restore Peace in Our Neighborhoods. Okay. So yeah. so so good job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this this Scorpion unit was was immediately disbanded. Um, and I said those guys were were immediately fired and they're being and they're being charged like as they should. Like yeah. this, this is what is supposed what's, to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not impressing me by doing this. Like you should. This is what should this happen what in should every happen. one of these cases where it is found that there was some wrongdoing. And even I saw the EMTs and some firefighters are getting fired. Getting, yeah, either yeah. suspended or yeah. yeah, yeah I saw investigation. today they fired like two or three of them for not okay. following protocol with yep. how they handled it and um, again how they should all be handled. 
I think, and in sort of the wake of these things, when you find that there was like obvious, wrong. I didn't, I didn't watch the video, man. And I, I even to hate be honest, bro, it's this. not, it's not even worth watching, I, bro. It's that it was like, do I want to watch somebody else do this? Like, what, what, what reaction is going to sort of elicit from me? There's also this thing now, man, where I feel like it. I have this thing where it's like the mass shooting thing, where I see the headline and I just keep scrolling because I'm not shocked. Like right. I'm, it's I've become so desensitized. Like I, I almost come to expect it. Like. It, it, yeah. I saw it and I was like, "Fuck, man!" And I just went like another one. And then you know, obviously, you couldn't avoid it. Then shit just started popping up everywhere. And I, yeah, so I was crazy. sort of forced to so like at least read an article here and there and try to get at least a little familiar with the situation. But I, and I remember like the videos I seen the thing and I'm like, I don't even want to watch it. I don't know that I want to watch it. Like I don't want to be mad. Like I'm like, I don't want to be. And that's what it is. Yeah. And I mean, like there, there was so many times throughout the video where I'm going like. Yo, there's five of you. Just put them in the put put them in cuffs and put them in a car. Yeah, and it was just one of those things where like I'm gonna be outraged as rightfully so. I'm gonna get mad as probably rightfully so. Like as you should be, but it's like for I I think I have so so little faith right in the change that I'm just like there's gonna be another one tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that and we're gonna have protests and we're gonna do this and that and like nothing's gonna change. You hope Their it does. Have been but, pretty peaceful actually. And I'm and I'm so I'm I'm happy about that man. I think like that's how sort of. Uh, that sort of I, I think that's how you sort of uh, or that's how you bring sort of attention to it or whatever but like uh i don't know man um it's just so often now man <laughs> that you're just like uh, I, again it's a school shooting thing for me i'm just going like at what point what yeah, what like needs another to one for it? yeah it, it is it's just like another one i do think man the more i thought about it is so i i started taking the route of instead of thinking Oh yeah, you fired these cops because they were black. Of course you did. You know, like you did that. I I think I took a different approach, which was, okay, there is a problem here. Hopefully you're addressing it by by obviously doing what you need to do with these guys out the gate. But then, if racism isn't the issue, which by the way I think you you can be black and still be racist against black people. Like yeah. I, I I I you know or, we or, know cops or, or even you know preconceived notions yeah. of people in certain neighborhoods. Or Dude, what have we you, know man. how like, cops think of civilians in general, right? Like even if you remove race from the equation, yeah. you know how cops think about civilians. So then it's like okay, then if you take police officers, how do you fix this? I'm like okay, you 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 could have some sort of like r- uh, racial sensitivity training and blah 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 and all that. Fine. But I think at the end of the day, man, if you can't hold these guys accountable through like if you don't remove the immunity they have, then ultimately you never resolve this. No matter what the underlying condition is, which you should address, I think if a cop can dude, if if you go to the doctor and they do something incorrectly to you, you can sue them for malpractice. Right. I can't do that with a police officer. I can't. I can't go if I had a bad experience like I can sue the police force right and the police force would you know whatever settle with me or do whatever but the cop ultimately isn't held accountable for that right the cop doesn't have to have you know they have a record or whatever say but I I saw like in some of these articles that some of these cops were part of some really bad prior things that they didn't get fired for okay and so like so you say, how do you fix that how do you fix that like how do you fix if you're a cop and you know there's no accountability for being a fuck up or doing your job poorly, like you can get written up X amount of time. You can like, bro. If you think about a doctor, think about how much malpractice insurance is. And so I started going down this rabbit hole of like, should you, as a police officer, be forced to have carry malpractice insurance, carry malpractice insurance, or general liability insurance? Right. Like, if I'm a subcontractor, dude. Even even as a as a finance person, if I don't, if if it's not my employer, if I go and offer my services 
on my own. I have to have general liability insurance, right? Because I have to have professional like errors and omissions insurance, right? Because if I fuck up and they sue me, like I'm ultimately responsible for paying back because I didn't do my job. And so insurance carriers can do that. I go, do you then, do you remove immunity from police officers and then allow the ability to citizens then to, to hold you accountable, whether it's through lawsuits or whatever that is. And then insurance companies, because my thought behind this is I go, man, can insurance companies actually solve this? Because what's going to happen is over time, like they do with our medical, like they do with our car insurance is they're going to aggregate data. And these statisticians are going to figure out all they care about is money. And so money, so claims lead to money paid out to so all this stuff. The stats will inevitably They'll take every single factor that they can think of, whether it's like the people they're interacting with is race, whether it's age group, whether it's socioeconomic status, whether it's education level of the people they interact with, education level of the police officer. Like insurance companies are notorious for collecting any and all like data that they can get their hands on. And they're going to go and figure out, OK, who's the at risk cops here? Who are who are the people that we either I'm going to charge you way more to right. insure you because you're a liability. And so maybe it just doesn't become feasible for me to do it. Or it at least tells uh, like organizations like, bro, if you got to carry that level of insurance, like because of all these risk factors. And then who's paying for that, right? Is it, is it the cop or is it the force? Right. And if they're going, and then, then the force, if the force is paying for it, then they're going like, dude, you're a liability. You're a liability. Right. Because like, think about your employer. If your employer is, and I know they can't use this now, right? But employers, if you're, if your employer is paying for your health insurance and you're an expensive employee health insurance wise, right? Because most companies are like self-insured. Like if you're always in the hospital and always doing this and that, like inevitably they're going to be like, fuck man, so-and-so is costing us like an arm and a leg here. Like they're not going to tell you that's why they fire you. But guess what? If you go into a room and they got to think about letting people go <laughs> and they're looking at cost of keeping you on. Right. You're going to think about that, right? Like, no one's going to say that out loud, but you're going to factor right, that right, in, right? right. Like, That's but, true. And so, like, at what point has it become like, yo, the cost of carrying you as a police officer is too expensive. And then if you're the police officer and you're paying for it, you're sort of incentivized, like we are with our cars. Like, they put the little tracker on our cars and we're like, oh, fuck, I better drive like a grandmother while this thing is in my car. Right. Like, do you do that? And then force it that way. Because even if it's disingenuous, you're, you're sort of incentivizing them to just not be assholes. And, and perform their job correctly, even if it's the incentive is, I just don't want to pay as much, right? Like, the, you have yeah. to do what we do with everything else is, like, make money the thing that... The, the and it's funny, man. It's like, because then you could also use that as, like, the force could use that to go, over the last year, you've become a higher liability, so then you don't get raises you don't get promoted you yep. don't get those things right and so yeah i mean like dude. dude and maybe they predict things before they happen hey these cops all give tickets they're 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 maybe their their incidents reports pick up and then it always leads to this i'm saying like the amount of data right, that they'll right. be able to collect on this will go oh they'll be able to predict it before coming you know you're higher liability but i haven't, I haven't had anything yeah but your pattern it's telling us that statistically you're likely next year or in the next six months or five right. months that something's going to happen. Like I go, no one is going to do this that better would be nuts. than these statisticians <laughs> at these insurance companies, man. Dude, I took it a different, a different way, man. But my thought on it was, I mean, obviously it's horrific, uh, you know, what happened and those guys, whatever they get, they deserve. Um, but I thought about it from the civilian um, point of view. And I'm like, at what point, do you stop running from the cops? Listen, the guy was getting put over for reckless driving. I don't know exactly what he was doing, but he was doing something that he that 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 warranted getting pulled over. And then you get pulled over, and then you run. Like 
that's the wrong fucking thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like there is no and and maybe maybe because of I mean, and I, I haven't had a lot of uh really bad interactions with with police officers i've had a few kind of questionable things but i've always kind of stayed my ass there try to be respectful even even if they weren't you know because for me i'm going i just want to get out of this as soon as possible running away is not the way to to for this shit to end no definitely like, like not. if you want to get home that day like at the very worst, if I run away, I'm going to jail. I'm not going home. And for me, my my number one priority is to go home. So while I feel for this guy and it's, and it's horrific, I go, fuck, man. Like, why'd you run? Okay, so let's just say you were driving fucked up or you were drunk or you were on drugs or whatever it is. And, and maybe those things come into play and, and, and are definitely a factor. Like, if, if he was on drugs or if he was drunk, and I don't know that he was. But, man, like... As a civilian, you have to take some responsibility, too, for doing dumb shit, for doing things that like you're putting yourself in this situation where things can go bad. And then we're hoping that the cops do the right thing. Do you think, though, like uh, there's a possibility that fuck I'm do I know I've had too much alcohol <laughs> uh, that maybe the trauma of having seen these things happen to people that even comply leads to you wanting to run. And like I thought about that too. Yep. Like you have, you have this fear. Yeah. This fear so, so of like, like how I might you... as well run. I don't, you, you know, you can see this thing or maybe I'm not a threat. Like, you know, obviously you try to sort of justify it. Like you said, there, there could be a million reasons why I, I also think there could be a man, uh, you know, this shit never ends well. You know what I mean? Like, like, like the, that right. sort and, of fear. And if, and if you're thinking that way and you have that kind of fear, and, and listen, fear drives us to do a lot of oh, yeah. shit that maybe we shouldn't. Um, But it's almost like, okay, if you decide to run, then are you truly thinking that you're going to get away? Or are you going, I might as well run because they're going gonna, to jail anyway. Because they're going to beat me anyway. I'm going to go to jail anyway. Or, what, or whatever it is, right? I don't know what you're thinking. Yeah, I don't know. And again, it's it's hard. It, it's, you know, folks like this, you, man, you, you wish they would have survived to kind of tell their side. Yeah. Like, what? hey, why? What? You know, like, why did you do this? Why did you run away? Why did, you know, what? The reckless driving thing, whatever, man. But once you get pulled over, and that's what I, you know, like, I have teenage boys that are beginning to drive now. And I constantly talk to them about, dude, if you get pulled over, this is what you do. You know, you are like uber respectful. You are like hands, you know, hands on the wheel. You know, if the windows are tinted, roll them shits down. Like you want this police officer when he approaches your car to feel like you're not a threat. Mm -hmm. And he may be an asshole to you and he may be a dick to you and he might, you know, whatever. It might, he might be a racist. So, you know, whatever those things are, I'm like, but you have to be on your P's and Q's because your main priority is to get out of that situation as quickly as possible. Yeah. And so you give them whatever it is, you get whatever they ask for, you know, you're, you're respectful, you give it to them. And if they give you a ticket or, you know, or even if you, whatever, they take you to jail, like no resisting, no, like let them do whatever there is that they got to do. And then we'll deal with the other shit later. Yeah. The, uh, every, uh, everything else can be solved after the fact yeah. and all that stuff. And I, I think that's uh, the approach I've taken sort of as I've gotten older. I've always tried to be respectful. I have had shitty interactions with police officers, even when I've been respectful. And then um, 
and, and I I do sort of exactly what you said. Like I get pulled over, all my windows are coming down, my hands are going on the steering wheel. Like yeah. I so because and I started initially going like, how do I make this guy feel comfortable and know that I'm not a threat? Right. Because I do know like, yo, you're walking up to a car, maybe it's nighttime. You have no idea. Yeah, high stress. I don't know what that guy's going through. He could have had a bad day. You know, again, I, these guys have families. They want to go home too. Like, I, so I, I get that, and I can empathize with sort of that thought. I've also, man, as a teenager, and I might have told the story on here before. I've had guns pulled on me by the cops, having done absolutely nothing wrong, like a routine traffic stop, and you know, like they said, my my headlight was off or out or whatever it was. Right. It was like then guns came out, and it's like, why is there a gun coming out? And you're asking me to get out of my car if you're telling me that a light is out. Like that's a little extreme. It's like, it's like I've been in those scenarios too, and at that time. This was sort of pre, you know, YouTube and pre social media and pre, you know, I, there wasn't this outrage behind this stuff. Now, like Rodney King was still the thing and Rodney King had happened 15 years before. And yeah, that was still was like, like, like 1990. Yeah. 99. Right? That, that, like that, that led to all the L.A. riots. And all yep. So like Rodney King was like the thing we talked about to like 2000, you know, 18. Yeah. You know, like Rodney King was still the joke. The yeah, running right. Joke. Because, and it was because somebody had a camcorder. Yes. Right. Out of their window and, and got it on tape. And you figured that happened all the time. It's just that no one got it on tape. It just so happened right. to be that this one was. So at this time, I, I wasn't thinking like, oh, you know, the, the, the cops are, you know, whatever and all this stuff. I was just like, holy shit. Like, and I do remember being in fear. I remember the person I was with going like, Please don't don't move, man. Blah blah. Like almost in tears too. Like wh- why do they have a gun and all that stuff? And like, and we were both teens, man. We we're yeah. just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, and, and I remember like, and she and it was a female police officer, man. And I remember another cop sort of pulling up and basically telling her like, yo, relax. Like, and and he ultimately just wound up letting me leave. Like, and they stayed there, wow. and he like talked her out of it, and 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 was just kind of like. What'd you say? Why'd you pull him over? And dude, when I tell you, he didn't, I think they asked me, they ran the tag. I was driving my mom's car. They asked me whose it was. I was like, it's my mom's. They, they checked on my license, matched the address on the tag. I'm like, yep. and then he was just like, yeah, just go home, kid. Like, I was like, I'm trying, bro. Yeah, like, I was on my way. <laughs> I was on my way, bro. Like, <laughs> like, bro, it was, yeah, it was wild. But I remember that shit was scary, man. Cause I remember going, like, I remember the time going like, oh, I'm not going to do anything. You're not going to really shoot me. But she was getting like, progressively more hostile like as she was giving me instructions and of course there's the nerves of like yes. walk this way put your hands here and I'm like and i and you know like if it's like put your right hand up and my left hand goes up it's like right. i said you're right and you're like fuck like i don't want to yeah, get shot right. you know what i'm saying like it's yeah, that dude, the nerve behind that man that's nuts like, and again at the time there wasn't I, I wasn't thinking about any of that stuff i was just thinking like and then she was like, oh, okay. And then as she's getting agitated, now I'm getting scared because I'm like, oh she's agitated and she has a gun. You know what I'm saying? Like right. uh, so Oh man, I yeah, dude, and it, and it's not to diminish like like I, I Tyree Nichols's uh, story, like you know, talking before about the being desensitized to it. It's just one of those like it, you see it so much now, man. It's just such a shame, and like I, you know, like I feel like when we first started this pod, we were having this conversation like every other week. Yeah, I was through the whole <laughs> fucking the George the Floyd. George Floyd. Yeah, it was right, just, man. It was it was wild, man. And so, uh, yeah, man. I hope that we get to a space where they can, we can, we can move forward with like some actionable items. Um, you know, with, with with how do you fix this? Because I can empathize as you know with police officers too. Like that, it's a tough job. Yeah, and man. you're not and dealing you deal, with the best people in the world, it, right? Bro. Like, yeah. you deal with the with the shit of society. Mm-hmm. Um. A lot of the time, right? And then, and then, and then you get the norm, the sort of the normal people, and then. But who knows, man? If you've dealt with, and like you mentioned, the 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 thing you said earlier, which is like, like we know some police officers that like refer to 
um, civilians as animals yeah. or perps or right and so like everybody's a perp everybody's and an that's animal. their reality and right that is their reality and so people like when you interact with cops and and i know it's 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 so difficult to 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 do at times especially if you have really bad interactions or or you're scared or whatever do what the fuck they say man make the priority getting out of there as quickly as possible and the way to do that is just to be respectful do what the hell they tell you to do and get home alive yeah yeah man so um condolences to, to his family man and and uh, you know I, I hope these guys are held accountable and absolutely charged and, and convicted and do that because yeah that's a shame man um bro <laughs> i wanted to you know we were talking last week about the death thing and just a little bit before did you see the story about like your life expectancy and like sort of the things that impact it um no I, i've heard some stuff about that before about like uh like I don't know, you know, if you if you if you're happy in your job and and if you're if you're happy with your family, yeah, and if you're kind of like happiness, yeah, happy, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and so, funny man, I, just going down this rabbit hole, and there's all these like new studies that have been coming out, and of course, like the number one factor for your life expectancy is your genetics, right? Which you can't control. No, no interaction with cops. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, there's, yeah. Avoid police officers. Have good genetics. <laughs> I can't even go on from there. Fuck it. No. <laughs> but like the so it was like there's all these studies not coming out about longevity and obviously people want to live longer and this is going back to what I was talking to before. Like I mean I want to live till I'm like a, a, a thousand. But um, dude, the the number one factor that attributing to sort of your life expectancy is genetics. Number two okay. is your social life. It's not diet. Yeah, it's not. Life. Yeah, exercise. It's your sort of your your social sort of um, environment, your your social acceptance in society. So it found that like the more friends you have, the more close friends. So it was like the more close friends you have, like your life expectancy went up, and it was a lot, man. It it, it was like in some cases it's like twenty five, thirty percent greater if for people who had closer friends. Amongst people who lived into their hundreds, a lot of them, the thing was like, oh, he's always had a lot of close friends and family. Um, So your social life plays the most out of all the things that you could control. Your social life contributes the most to your life expectancy, which is wild, man. And and so I could see that, though, right? Because people, you know, you know, they they, you will read things that will say stuff like, um, you know, surround yourself with 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 people that lift you up yeah right and so yeah. and, and we all know what it's like to to have to have a friend or friends that when you get around like your energy levels go up yeah yeah right and so what, what's it like to be around those people more often i don't want to say all the time but and you've had the ones that bring it down yep like i mean there's people who you are got like, family are, that do that shit yeah too. That, that are pessimistic <laughs> and their thing and you're just like wow it's draining to be around you yeah. like i'm always in a bad mood or sad or or like you said, or you're, you just, or you're get, just happy to leave, or you're just happy to go. Like, yeah, oh, you're gosh, like, oh man, that was tough, dude. I I can so see this. I we touched on it like really briefly on the way out last week, where I was mentioning that the weekend before I had done this. Um, so I guess last Saturday, uh, we did this sort of like guys hang, like okay. or like one yeah, of my yeah, uncles yeah. to yep. the guys little guys hang, and it's funny, man. I I so as I've gotten older, I've been able. I, I'm more sort of like uh in touch with. Or I can recognize sort of my body and the things that like when I eat something, I'm like, oh, yeah, this did that. Or, you know, like I wasn't as aware of my body. I think when I was younger, I'm more aware of my body now and things that it goes. 
but I, I do remember having this feeling like that, like like it was it was such a good hang, such a good time. You know, you, we're just laughing, we're eating, you know, we're we're having a few drinks, like, and uh, I remember just feeling like this. Uh, just just so loose and so happy and so and then even like the next day was like man that was such a fun hang like and it was like and so i i can i can sort of see that being okay if you're doing that kind of thing all the time like of course you're like because the opposite of that is i can also super recognize now when my body's like really tense and i'm not wearing stress well and like you know like like you know people like oh you look stressed out it's like you you have this like like I, i don't know like all your muscles are probably like flex all the time and you know like there's this and you go yeah i feel like this isn't good for me you know yeah I mean? like, no and i've been stressed out where people will just look at my face yeah and they'll go "Ooh, man like bad day you know and it's like fuck man like am i wearing it like that and yes the answer yes, is yes the I answer am. is yes man and so I, I i can totally see that and so at you know going down the article and i mean just google life expectancy and friendships but there's so many of these correlations and so many things that this impacts and um and the percentages are just wild and uh, again the consistent theme was like you got to have close friendships you know close relationships with family um and Dude, even and if you're already sick, uh, it's even worse. So like if you already have sort of like heart disease, then you can sort of like speed it up if you don't have this. But um, dude, your overall survival rate increases by 50 percent if you have strong social relationships. One study found that more than 80 percent of centenarians communicate with a friend or family member daily. Wow. Another common thread for people in the 100 plus club is regular social engagement, taking part in their community uh and you know they they constantly did stuff they were involved like and dude then on the flip side of that is like social isolation there was all these downstream effects of, of it and it was like inflammation which you've all been there i think that's like your your intensity in your body and all that stuff high blood pressure increased blood clotting decreased immune function um which leads to plaque buildup in the arteries and then leads to heart attacks and strokes and obviously death so um and it's not like speculated. It's all like very, very real. Like the studies have done this now. It's like it's like people who are lonely or like their life expectancy decreases by like twenty five percent. So it's, it's just, but it makes sense. It it makes total sense, man. And I think like when you're around people that make you happy, oh my god, like you said, like you you talked about the, the like you know hanging out with the with with the guys in your family. When like when you left there, like you notice you feel noticeably better oh my whole body just felt right. good i felt happy i felt dude it was right. it was late at night you know like you know i am tired i'm thinking but i'm like i felt You're like that was dope you know what i mean yep. like yeah it was like it was, I, like it was so dope it, it was like this this feeling of fulfillment of like man what a good time like man why don't we do that more often and like and at the end of the day it's really you know you come up with a million excuses as to why not but it's just like even if it's not that circle, but it's like, man, how do you surround yourself on a regular basis? You know, a couple of times a week with, you know, I would say like what we're doing now, right? Like we, we do this once a week where it's like, we, we shoot the shit before the pod and then after the pod and then during the pod. And then, you know, we have these interactions and whether it's venting or just fucking laughing and, you know, like, cause we'll talk about anything and then laugh and do all that stuff. I'm like, just this, like, I, I think more of that. And it's when I read this, I'm like, yeah, it's not surprising. And as I've become sort of more in tune and more aware, I think of even myself, I'm recognizing, like, if I think of all the moments where I'm happy or, or I'm the most loose and, and stress-free, it's always followed by no matter what is going on at work or anything else, it's always with, like, what was I doing? Who was I hanging with? What was I, like, right, that stuff, right. man. It's always, no matter what, dude. You can have the most stressful job. And I think if you you 
go have dinner with friends and all that stuff. Like I feel like you'll in, you'll feel better even if for just that moment it alleviates sort of a little bit of that stress. Yeah, and who knows? Man, that, that, that's yeah. so true, bro. Yeah. Listen, so you said something in the beginning of this segment where you said you, you go, you know me, I want to live a thousand years. <laughs> so I got to thinking, <laughs> and I'm like, let's just say you were alive for. 200 years okay okay yeah so think about yourself as a teenager and as a young adult and 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 just being guys like the kind of women that or girls and into you know young women that you found attractive Mm -hmm. now if you look at in like the early 1900s right when um you know where they had newspapers magazines and it, it would show the kind of woman that that was like beautiful mm-hmm. right versus say let's just say 1920 or yeah 1920 to, to 2020 yeah the kind of woman that's beautiful in 1920 is not the kind of woman that's beautiful in 2020 no at least by society standards no yeah, yeah. so yeah. if you live 200 years right yeah and 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 your early adulthood was in the 1920s are you still attracted to that? Or does <laughs> does society like make you believe that beauty has changed over time and are you no longer attracted to that and you're attracted to the new beauty? I think it does. I think because I think if you think about even fashion, right? Like things that you would never wear now, but then right. sort of then suddenly they become popular and now you're like, oh, that actually looks kind of cool, whether it's baggy jeans or skinny right, jeans or all right. that stuff. I do think that with time you will find I think Here's the thing. I don't think you can go backwards. I think you can evolve to like it, though, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Because you're right. I look at pictures of those old newspaper clippings or all that stuff, and I'll go like, eh. Like, dude, I'll be perfectly honest. Marilyn Monroe. Never understood it. Don't get it. Don't. Like, I never. Like, I, I, I think I understand the the sex appeal of there was it wasn't normal like the stuff she was doing was ahead of its time in terms of like maybe the 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 like how sexual she was in her photo shoots and whatever and you know but i i've never saw a picture of marilyn Monroe and be like wow she's hot not once like it just didn't do it for me but i know people from that era will be like you know that's like like, you're kardashian of our time you know whatever (laughs) like you know pick whoever yeah right now it's like so and I've seen, you know, I've seen like pictures again of people from like the fifties and forties, and I'm like, nah, like. But I'm sure if I lived then, I would like it. So I think that with because that evolution happens gradually, I think that you sort of just you don't even realize that it's happening to you. If it yeah, that, that, and that, that, that that's a great point because you know what I just thought about if you look back at like I don't know, like say pictures of high school, mm-hmm. right? And you look at the the. The, the girls that maybe you thought were attractive then. Yeah. And then you go like, uh, like, look at the picture. Like, this is not, like, they weren't really that attractive. No. And it's, part, and it's partly because of that, right? Like, maybe your your idea of, of beauty over time changes because. Yeah, because even the clothes they wear, what, right? Right. And even the, like, or, yeah. or, the, or the hairstyles, right? Or so the like, hairstyle, yeah. So, like, when I was in high school, um, a lot of the girls had, like, this big, big fucking poofy hair. Yeah. And, and I remember back then, I didn't think it, I, I don't know. I think I remember just sort of being indifferent to it. But now when I see it, 
I go like, oh my god, that hairstyle was hard. Same. And so when I look at pictures of high school, there for some reason hair was like big then too, and there was yeah. like moments. And it's probably just the way the photos look, but the, it just looked. Nah, I was just going it like, wasn't the photo. Eh. <laughs> you know, like, but back then, but I was back then it, like, it was oh, fine. Wow, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was fine. Uh, so yeah, no, I could totally. See. So I think it, because that change happens like gradually, that you don't even sort of realize it, that it starts to sort of morph your taste you know, into anything. Like, just the same way I think you could change taste on anything. I think that would happen too, man. That, that's interesting. So, like, 200 years, what if it's 200 years in the future? And so, for, you know, like, I don't know, let's say, let's pick somebody today that we so find like, super so like, attractive. Like, like, like you sleep? Yeah. And you wake up and you wake years? up And you're like, it's it and it and we sort of reverted back to maybe like 1920s like you know things are sort of cyclical Same right cool. so like absolutely you go back to maybe they're wearing more clothes and maybe there's different hairstyles and maybe the or the clothes that they're wearing it's like eh. and so you wake up and you're like man what happened to all the pretty girls <laughs> <laughs> or pretty guys you so know you whatever fucking, yeah. right 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 so you evolved and then but then the shit went back but then the shit went back and you're just like why are you guys dressed like in nine, the 90s <laughs> I'm sleeping for 200 years. Like, that's interesting, man. Because I, yeah, I look at older photos and I've never once been like, oh, that person's. Uh, I can see people and think they're pretty. I, I can't see people and right. think they're hot. I don't know. And there's, yeah, a there's something. There's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's something like there where I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty. But I've never thought. Whereas, you know, it's funny, man. And and if I'm being honest, I, I I have seen pictures of men where you're like, I don't think it changes for men. I think a handsome is handsome back then, no matter what. The clothes yeah, change. Yeah, that's true, man. But the hairstyles for us haven't changed that much. The, the you know, what people find attractive hasn't changed that much, right? Like, you go, okay, you know, uh, uh, do you want, like, a, a guy in decent shape? You know, whatever. The, the, the bone structure in their face, whatever. Like, all those things, the slick back hair or the hair to the side. Like, none of that stuff has sort of changed. Like, it's all sort of the same. There's obviously people who have different tastes. But I think society's sort of view on what an attractive man is hasn't changed shifted that's right that's interesting man because you're right if you see like a like a robert redford yeah right you go like oh yeah that dude bring him today's world like he's still a good looking dude he's still a good looking guy yeah you go like if elvis presley rolled out tomorrow like minus the outfit yeah somebody would still look at him go minus like, the outfit and the weight yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm talking younger elvis, yeah, younger elvis. elvis. <laughs> right 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 pre pre drug pre drug <laughs> you'd be like oh still a good looking guy like uh, and but i don't know that you see his daughter died recently yeah, which is wild, man. Wasn't like, she like the, only like in her fifties? Dude, early fifties, man. Right? Yeah, she was young, man. She was young. So like, dude, her. I man, she looked horrible. She looked awful, but people thought she was like hot, and I'm like, I never understood it. Like, I never got it. Like, I don't under like I just didn't do it for me. Yeah, and I always yeah, thought yeah. like maybe the status, I don't know. But like, yeah, it's funny, man, because I don't think for guys it changes. Like you said, uh, uh, Robert Reffer, like people still look at him. Paul Newman. You know, you go yep. back, you look at him, you're like, oh, yeah, good looking guy. If that guy rolled out today, people would still be like, God's a handsome man. You know, like. Yeah. And maybe it would be different. Maybe it'd be the same for the for the women, too. Um, if if they, you know, th- their hair would be different. They would dress differently. Dude, Farrah and- Fawcett is not getting looked at twice today. Are you crazy, bro? I don't think so, man. Yeah? Nah, bro. You think you put Farrah Fawcett up on a thing and you got Adriana Lima and like a Kim Kardashian no, I'm, and I'm Beyonce? Not, yeah, but just, you're just say go? don't like just <laughs> just just a a, a non comparison, right? Just yeah. her on her own, like in her prime, bro. She was yeah, dude. That's how I know you old. <laughs> I mean, you're crazy, bro. And she was already old when I was a kid. Yeah. 
Like she when I, when I was a kid, you know, she was in like the the freaking show Charlie's Angels that yeah, was so on like, the show. Like, but but like I was a kid, right? She was already an adult. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think she's like I don't think she's ugly, but I don't think she's leading lady, right? Like I don't think she's gonna get the the. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. Just don't think she's gonna be that. She's not gonna be the the VS Angel, you know? Like I, I just don't think right, she's right. that today. That's not good. to say that she, she isn't right. good looking, you know? Like. I, I don't think that she's ugly, but just doesn't do it for me. But again, I'm used to seeing like certain types of women now, right? Like the, the right. people that, that we see now are like, yeah. After, uh, the, after the pod, we're doing uh fire faucet. We're going to go image. down that rabbit hole. We're going to do the image search. All right. Maybe you might change my mind, man. We'll see. <laughs> Here's the real test is you got to show me pictures of her fully clothed. Like no bikinis. No. <laughs> All right. I'm out. <laughs> Sorry, I got nothing. How you looking, Jean? Like, how you, how, yeah, that's what I want to see. Like, but you everything that you're gonna see from her is like the set is like the '70s type type gear, the one piece bathing suits. Yeah, it's like that, or like the I, I don't know, man. Like a, maybe like a a, a a a tied up shirt with like some freaking skimpy shorts. But even the skimpy shorts back then, like in comparison to now, yeah, but you're just saying, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I get it. I'm desensitized, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the internet the has internet ruined has it. Ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> she could be in a bikini, like she wearing too much clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, did oh, you see man. Uh, NFL this week? I, I did, bro. It's gonna be quick. We're gonna have to run through this quick. Dude, was the playoffs just boring? I gotta get that out there. The NFL just, playoffs sucked. No, man. The Bengals and Chiefs saved at least a championship weekend. The Sunday, yes. But the playoffs overall have been pretty trash. Like, dude, you had the Jaguars do a historical sort of comeback. Right. But because we didn't give a fuck about the Jags or the Chargers. But they were good games, and then there were games that, like, so, like, when when the Giants played Philly, right? Horrible. It was horrible. But it was was supposed to be horrible, man. Like, Philly Philly should have smashed the Giants. Dude, Philly Giants, horrible. And then, and then San Fran, San Philly Fran should have been good, bro. Horrible, but it should have been good. But it should have been, but it was hard. That's what I'm saying. But the games, not the teams. It's like like remove the yeah. teams. I think the teams that got in like deserve to be in. Yeah. I think the actual games were horrible. Like like you know San Fran game this week, horrible. The Obviously the injury bad. stuff was but bad. But it was like, dude. That, that that just goes to show you. Matter of fact, watching that game, um, Brock Purdy goes out in the first quarter. Actually, was, is it in the first series or second series? Dude, I don't know. Early, it was really yeah. early. So. They bring in now the fourth string quarterback. I go, if they win this game, Kyle Shanahan is the greatest coach of all time. <laughs> Dude, and not for nothing, but if they have their starting QB, it's it's a really good game. I don't know if they win, but right. it's a really they good win, game it's, because it's a lot they kept it, it competitive for a while considering, right? Like up until like midway through the third, you're like, they still got a shot. Right. Right. You're just like, this is crazy that they still have a shot. And then Philly sort of like started to run away with it right at the end of the third, beginning of the fourth. But like, uh, um, I think it also, anybody who thought like, oh, Brock Purdy just has that talent around him and you can plug anybody into that system and it'll work. Mm-mm. I think it helps his argument for next year, man, of like, yeah. do you pay this kid? Well, he's out six or months not now. Yeah, man. So he's out six months. Jimmy G's a free agent. Trey Lance is is out for a while with, you know, I don't know when he can start throwing and practicing and all that again. So I think well, bef- it'll be before six months. It'll be before the six months. So now you go, is it Brock and Trey Lance next year? Because you're not paying either one of them. So you don't necessarily have to pay Brock, but do you bring them back 
as the starter, or at least you have to let him compete for that starting job yeah, with Trey Lance, at least, right? At least compete. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that'll be an interesting one to see. Yeah, man. I, I was. I'm not a San Fran uh, fan, but man, I like. I wanted to see what they could have done. I I thought Philly was gonna win anyway, but I would have loved to see what they could have done had he stayed healthy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I just, and he got caught just like perfectly. Just so weird. In yeah. the you know, in that throwing motion, he gets hit on the wrist, and then that 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 torquing of your of your elbow oh and God. your shoulder. Oh man, I knew dude, I and, knew that. And, and then the fourth string gets out with an injury too. It gets a concussion. Concussion. And then they have to put Brock back in, and he can't throw. Right. Which I was hoping they would put in Christian McCaffrey. I was dying. I was like, please put him in. But they had like, one play where he threw to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, when, when I saw that, I go like, maybe it's a good thing. Oh, that's why. <laughs> but you go. Dude, is, is somebody who can throw, like, I guess Brock Purdy is familiar with the plays and he knows when to hand off on those read options and yada and take yeah. off and whatever. Like, I guess you get that benefit because with Christian McCaffrey, you're going to just keep handing the ball off anyway. And he's probably, the chance of him fumbling that is pretty high because he's not used to doing that. So right. I guess you just leave Purdy in. But Dude, did you see the that uh, Steve, Steve Young? Posted. Yeah, <laughs> he posted he's like he's like i'm in the parking lot warming up let me know <laughs> yeah i wonder if steve young got a quarter in him bro you think he got a quarter in him dude that how awesome <laughs> i i know <laughs> and if you see you that should be allowed to that do that took him out uh it's been a while it's, man yeah i i forget what it's the i, I want to say it's like the arizona cardinals man somebody comes in and smashes them and i was like oh man like that that was sort of like the end of his yeah, career was, yeah yeah he just um but, but he was known to be a, a running quarterback steve young oh like, yeah, 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 dude, yeah dude i'll tell you a quick story man watching i think it was a monday night game um bears against the 49ers um the Bears take out, this is in the 80s, the Bears take out Joe Montana. In comes Steve Young. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we got this game. Steve Young destroys <laughs> I think he was 41 nothing, bro. What? Yeah, yeah, he destroys a, a, a pretty good Bears team. And he wasn't, obviously. And he Steve wasn't Steve, Steve Young yet. Oh, this guy so comes in good, and man. he's running over linebackers, bro. And I'm like, who is this guy? He's running. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Steve Young was like uh, the you know like one of the the first really big dual threat QBs that was like yeah. Hall of Fame caliber talent. Yeah, like, like uh, yeah. other than I mean like in 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 my childhood, he was it. Like the one I talk, I heard about before before my time was like the Frank Tarkenton, right? And then yeah, Frank Tarkenton. Yeah, yeah. But like in the eighties, but I didn't get to watch Frank Tarkenton. I saw no, the end me of neither. Steve Young prime and then i remember michael vick you know came in but it was like no steve young was that lefty running qb that you know like he he sort of paved the way for like a michael vick right. to, to do that i think uh yeah, i'm trying to think of this it was there any other quarterbacks in the 80s and i'm probably missing some um but i don't remember any other like really like dual threat quarterbacks no because marino was a statue elway was a statue like those guys elway, elway, he could move could in the move, pocket but he, but he wasn't, wasn't running like a, nobody no over. no no um, yeah, Steve, Steve Young was lowering his head and trying to run trying you to over. Run to, <laughs> trying to truck people. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Aikman wasn't. No, he was Grambler either, not. man. That, yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Shout, shout out to those guys. Man. That's, that, that's awesome, man. The, the, but yeah, dude, I would say dude, the Minnesota game, horrible. The Giants, all the Giants games are pretty bad. All the, like, uh, just the playoffs in general were bad. Dude, I go, even the Chargers and Jaguars, that was historic, right, because of the, the comeback. Yeah. But you go, horrible first half of football because yeah. it's all one-sided. And then 
horrible second half of football. Because it's all one side. And then if you have a better announcing crew, then you're probably a little more into that game because of the historic nature was of the it, comeback. Was it fucking Oh, that was Chris Tony Collins? Dungy and I, I think was it, was it Chris, Chris Collins? I think Chris it might have been him with, with Tony Dungy. And Tony Dungy, I'm not even sure that he's conscious for most of it, bro. He's just... <laughs> So bad, bro. Oh, so bad. like I go. I don't remember who. Why am I game, not excited but. about these? This last drive that the Jaguars could potentially like. I hate the Jags, but you go. The game should make you feel like, oh shit, this is wild. Like, yeah, never felt that way. It was very boring. Like, I, I don't know, but and you go. We should care about that, but I guess we didn't care about the teams in it. So it was, it was so we were more like when you talk about that game, you don't even talk about the Jags comeback. You talk about how the Chargers fucked that up. Right, the like, Chargers yeah. collapse. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. The rest of I can't think of another game. Like you know, you always get those. Like usually, it's like last possession on the playoffs. Like it's always down to a field goal. Like almost always, it's like down to a field goal. The first round, you get some blowouts, and then after that, divisional conference, it's like every game usually comes down to like who has the ball last. And then other than Cincinnati and and, and KC, KC, man, it was like and dude, and I had this as a as a talking point, man. Bro, the 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 guy from the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Osai, who commits the penalty at the end, oh, puts yes. him into field goal range. Yes, that is such a perfect example, a lesson I think that we could all like in sports, in your personal life, and whatever. The lack of discipline, right. how it will come back to bite you in the ass, man. It's because I don't think this guy was. I don't think there was any malicious intent. I don't think he was trying to get a dirty hit. No, I think, man. I think he was just really full coming full speed. speed. Yeah, and and I think I think it's just full speed. It's just you're caught up in the moment. You don't realize probably even where you are. You just right. see him there. You know you need to push him backwards so you can keep the clock running. Like all this stuff is running through his head, so he's probably going like, I need to push him, make sure he goes out the other way. Right, but. In that, you start to realize, like, you have to be aware of where you are and the situation and all this stuff. And you go, you have to have that discipline. And I think this is just one of those things where you can go, man, in life, if you don't have that discipline, man, like, all the talent it's in the, the world, difference between man, winning and world, losing, yep. man. All, yeah, the, the talent is, like, null and void, bro, because, like, in that scenario, literally... Uh, you know, and I don't know. The 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 may, maybe they go for it and they still score. Maybe the guy hits a sixty something yard field goal. Maybe, but probably not. Probably not. And you literally cost your team an opportunity to at least play in overtime for a Super Bowl. Correct. Like, yeah. The one one time, man, when I was in uh, when I was in boot camp, uh, Marine boot camp back in uh, probably it was ninety four, I guess. Um, the our platoon was going against another platoon and in, in uh pugil sticks so those of you who don't know what pugil sticks is it's it picture like a a big q-tip and and you basically go in there with like a football helmet on and and you fight with these pugil sticks right oh, they, like american gladiators yes yes <laughs> ah, there you go the giant q-tip <laughs> yes the, yeah but but the q-tip on both ends yeah 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 right <laughs> so i went in and and I lost my mind. Like I literally, so like I hit this guy because and and then they're kind of teaching you like do this, do this, and it's supposed to the pugil stick is supposed to uh, mimic um, you a rifle, but you're out of bullets, so you're fighting with your rifle, right? So you have a, so you have a bayonet on one end, and then you have the the butt the butt at the other end that that's really hard, right? That you can swing and and hit. Got it. Right. Okay. So I, so I, so I come in and this dude the dude that I'm fighting comes in and he tries to and he tries to jab me. Um I step to the left and I slash him with like the bayonet side, right? I come back with the butt, hit him in the face. He's he's knocked down. At this point I've given him what's considered two killing blows at least for this exercise. For the exercise, okay. Right? The the referee, the guy who's sort of playing referee has blown the whistle now twice because I've given him two blows. 
I'm out of my mind. I don't hear the whistles. The guy's on the floor, and I start jabbing him with the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's a whole nother podcast. We got to talk about what kind of issues you were having. (laughs) So then all of a sudden, like for me, I hear the whistle. And I get like the oh shit moment. And I'm like, oh shit. And I drop the pugil stick and I and I stand at attention. And the referee guy, who's also a drill instructor, goes, You have no fucking discipline. Get out of my ring. And because of that happened, we almost lost. Now this is not this is a very small scale. Uh, yeah, yeah, anything, yeah, right? But still. But I remember how I felt afterwards, and I was just like, all I had to do was like i wasn't listening for the whistle i was actually going for the kill yeah right and but i but but i almost and we ended up winning but but we ended up actually we ended up like i ended up losing that match which made us tie and then um to to settle it they they sent like we we had to pick one guy from our side one guy from their side to kind of battle it out to see who won we ended up winning but I remember that entire time going like, yo, I'm, I'm going to cost our team the, like, the, the whole shit. And, and, and in that moment, like, that mattered. Yeah. And it was like, fuck, man, discipline, 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 discipline. Like, you have to, you can't lose your mind in these fights. Like, you have to, you got you to gotta fight with your head and, and be listening. And, like, there's rules of engagement. Yeah. And also because it, that is also training you for a a a life or death scenario right like there's the whole purpose of that and so if you don't have discipline there what happens when bullets start flying like actual right. bullets start flying the stakes are higher and the stress levels are up you know like you know you're you're, you're all these sort of uh uh your body's going through all these things in these high stress environments yeah. man so like you get it is it the lack of discipline you can apply that to anything in your life man your 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 health your career, your relationships, your your like everything, man, boils down to like what kind of discipline do you have, dude? Yep. And and I think that, that I was watching that. And I'm like, man, it just it, it, the minute he pushed him out, I was like, what? I'm like, oh, you fucked up, you fucked up. Yep. I was like, wow, you fucked up, man. And it's just like one of those things where you go, if you're if you're anyone trying to teach anybody a lesson, you're whether it's your kids, if you're if you're a teacher, if you're a parent, if you're whatever, and you just gotta look at that scenario like this week and go look at what that cost that guy, the lack of discipline. And and again, I don't think it was like malicious intent. I don't no, think it was a poor decision. Bro. It, you know, it, you know, I, I, it wasn't like a poor decision making in terms of like, oh, he made some bad choices. He literally just in that moment, like you know, like going back to your story, it's like he was so caught up in the moment. And he forgot to check his discipline there and, right. and, and all the fundamentals that got him there right. in the first place, man. So, and, and going to, you know, the Super Bowl, I know for a lot of us, it's, it's just sports, but yeah. these guys train some of them their entire lives to reach that pinnacle. Yeah. And then to be the guy that possibly cost it, you know, cost not only himself, but his teammates. Dude, and for someone on that team or for more than one person on that team, that's their last opportunity. Right. Right, like it isn't normal. Like Patrick Mahomes has gotten a spoiled. Like he's an AFC title game every year. Yep. Right, and so if you play with him, you sort of gotten used yeah, to that's it. Not that's normal. not normal. And the Bengals have gone back to back now AFC title games and almost another Super Bowl. But you go, that's not normal, right? Like that's that's what makes us sort of uh, uh, admire these guys more because you're going like, yo, they're doing things that aren't normal. So uh, you know, for a lot of people on this team, that was their chance, and they might play 10, 15 more years in the NFL and never even sniff an AFC title game, you know, let alone a Super Bowl again. So it, it's just, yeah, you can see why the emotions are high and all that stuff in that Absolutely, scenario. Like bro. you said, it's just he, he costs himself potentially, 
uh, an, uh, ever getting there again or, you know, someone on that team yep. for sure. So who you got? Make your prediction. <sighs> Fuck, man. San Francisco. I'm oh, sorry. Kansas. Philadelphia Eagles or Kansas City Chiefs. Man, I it's tough, man, because I think I'm actually having a tough time picking this one, man, because I, I, I want to go with Kansas City. Uh, but I feel like I've been doubting the Eagles all year and I keep waiting for that moment where they sort of wake up and come back to reality. I, I did feel like a couple months ago where I went, man, the Eagles remind me of that Panthers team that lost to the Broncos in the Super Bowl where you just went, everything is clicking at the right time. And maybe this is their one shot at this. And then, you know, like that Eagles team a few they, years ago, they lost to the Broncos. Uh, I thought they, I thought they lost to, um, did they lose to Seattle? No, no, they did. I, that was Peyton's last was, Super Bowl. Wasn't it against Carolina? I don't... Uh, who's the quarterback for Carolina? Because the only one I remember Cam going... Newton. Was that Cam Newton? I remember he lost he was to Peyton, Bowl? man. Yeah. Oh, shit, man. That team was that. on fire that year. I'm thinking year. about that Jake DeLome. Oh, they no. Lost that they lost to, to the Patriots. Patriots. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, but I'm talking about the Carolina team from like five years ago. Uh, maybe no, six more, years No, ago. I think more than that, bro. Yeah, it was it was Peyton's last Super Bowl. Yep. So it, it maybe 2014, 15, one of those. I thought it was 16. But anyway. now. So... It was either 15 or 16, actually. So, anyway, that I, it reminds me that Carolina team was smashing teams that year. Cam Newton was MVP. You know, the, they were just steamrolling teams. And then he got into the Super Bowl and just got just smashed by a better team. I just don't trust Kansas City's defense. So I feel like this is going to be like one of these shootouts. Um, fuck, man. It's tough. I, I, Come on. Make your pick. I, I, I'm going to go with Kansas City. Yeah. I think if Patrick Mahomes I'm going is healthy, Philly. you going Philly. Yeah. I'm going Philly. I, I, I don't I, feel great about my pick. But <laughs> I feel I, I feel like Philly's team is is healthier and more intact. Um, I did feel like Kansas City in playing against uh, the Bengals. I feel like they had something to play for. I feel like 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 they really wanted that game. Yeah. Um, you like they maxed out their emotions on that but game. But I feel like they maxed out their emotions because the whole thing where they were talking about, you know, like where the Chiefs play is Arrowhead. They were calling the it Burrowhead, yeah, right. And I'm just like, I feel like those guys were really like gave it all they got because they felt like they needed to beat this team to kind of prove to themselves that they could do it. Um, yeah, I don't think they have enough against Philly, dude. Yeah, I don't. Deserve, I think Philly's a more complete team, a healthier team, and also it's a lot of former Titans on that Philly team with AJ right. Brown and Brett Kern. Um, some guys on the offensive line. There's a few guys on that team that you're just like, man, it would be cool for It'd those be cool guys to see them. Um, I think it's gonna. Uh, my decision with Suede a little bit was uh, Andy Reid. I think just picking coach against coach. I like Philly's coach. Oh, you yeah. go situational football. The experience sort of wins out, but dude, also. Andy Reid going up against his former team in the Super Bowl. How crazy Ooh, is that, I didn't think man? about that, man. How crazy is that? Yeah. Like his former, I mean, he was but iconic. He was, right. Philly, and right? he was with them when uh, uh, when McNabb and, and T.O. They lost to the, to the Patriots. Where T.O. comes in and what plays a, on a broken leg and, and freaking balls out, man. That, that is was, such an underrated moment in the Super Bowl, man. amazing. That guy literally broke his leg, what, in, in the AFC title game, right? Or or like, no, no, sorry. No, I want to say. Beginning of the playoffs, right? Yeah, something yeah. like that. But he comes back way too early. Comes back way too early and balls out. Yep. In that Super Bowl game, man, balls out, risks, yeah, you know, good for him, man. And 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 uh, the rumors of are there to be believed is that Donovan McNabb was hammered during that game or hung over. Oh, that's right. I've heard, heard T.O. Yeah, yeah, T.O. talks about him sweating, like uh, smelling like alcohol, alcohol in the huddle and stuff like that yep. and pissed off because he's like, yeah, I risked my leg basically to, to, to try to win this Super Bowl because he felt like, you know, again, this is one shot. Yeah. At this. And, he ne- and he never went back, right? And he never went back, man. <laughs> so, hey, yeah. How are we doing on time, bro? So 
dude, we're an hour and 18. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, we're, All right, so we're in on it, man. We're, you got anything you want to What do you got, with? man? Trying try to think. What, we want to hit up some. Uh, you want to hit something funny on the way out? What's this bathroom it's time for men you're talking about? Yo. Is that is that is that a good closer? Yeah, we could do this, bro. There's a study recently that said that men spend up to seven hours in the bathroom for peace and quiet. <laughs> and I call bullshit, bro. You think it's more? Hell yeah. I think that's seven hours a week, to be honest with you. This shit's at seven a year. Oh, a year? A year. No, that's bullshit. It's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. In the bathroom I, I each go... year for peace and quiet. I go at least, at le- I want to say 30 minutes a day, man, but probably, probably 15, 20. Oh, nah, I do long. I do, I do 30 to an hour. Yeah? Yeah. Yep. And I ain't in no rush to get out. And I love it. Yeah. It's actually really, it is it's peaceful. peaceful. It's peace and quiet, bro. Nobody yep. bother you. I'm like, nope, I get it. When I saw seven hours, I was like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shortchange me, bro. <laughs> And my sons are riding along with me, man. Them dudes be in there now. They are teenagers. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else is going on in there, but you know, I I ain't mad at them. Nah, man. This is just hand them, hand them some lotion and be like, just clean up after yourself. Yeah, just. <laughs> yeah, just don't, don't dry. Have your dick look like it got Villalago. <laughs> Yo, on that, <laughs> tell them where they can find us. Who yeah. <laughs> are not already following us at the Carbon Food Podcast on IG, at the Carbon Food Podcast on YouTube, the Carbon Footprint FP uh, on Twitter, uh, Facebook. We're, we're on everything, man. And then, uh, you know, all your favorite. Uh, Villa Lago. <laughs> <laughs> Got your dick looking like early Michael Jackson, <laughs> like transitional Michael Jackson. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic, bro. I love that, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, I messed you up. Oh, fuck. Anyway, yeah, all your favorite audio platforms, man. Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, you know, you know, Amazon Music, all of them, man. Go call and then check them out. You also haven't gotten a pocket cast, uh, FM player, all of it. We're on everything, man. <laughs> go check it out. <laughs> Yo, as always, we appreciate you guys, and we will see you next week. See you next week. Peace. Peace.